Welcome to SNC's podcast series, SNC Critical Insights. In this episode, Melissa Sawyer, M&A partner and co-head of the firm's corporate governance and activism practice, discusses the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic on shareholder meetings during the 2020 proxy season, when meetings were largely virtual for the first time. I'm going to start with a discussion about virtual meetings, um, which dogged us all this spring, largely because the shutdowns from the pandemic occurred right in the middle of the proxy season. And for many issuers, those shutdowns started to roll through after the issuers had already mailed their proxy statements for their 2020 annual meetings. So I think first I want to touch on what we saw in 2020. um, And then I want to talk a little bit about what we might see in 2021. 2020 was a mad scramble. Um, People who were dealing with scheduling the shareholder meeting in the spring had to evaluate on the fly um, both the state law implications of whether they could switch to a virtual meeting in an environment where large gatherings of people were being discouraged, if not banned entirely. And For some Delaware corporations, the answer was a little bit more straightforward, but that wasn't the case in every state. So, for example, in New York, um, New York corporations had to rely to some extent on executive orders that had rolling expiration dates to determine whether they were permitted to have virtual meetings instead of in-person shareholder meetings. Um, In-house teams also had to take a look at their bylaws, not to mention deal with the logistics of securing a virtual meeting platform that was available on their preferred date for hosting their meeting. And surprisingly, there were a number of virtual meeting providers who claimed to be at capacity in terms of their ability to host these meetings, not because the technology wasn't available, but because they didn't have sufficient staffing to manage more than a few of these meetings on any given day. Um, The issues that we saw were exacerbated for contested meetings because really before 2020, we had not seen a contested meeting take place in a virtual platform. And so there were a number of issues that had to be worked through for contested meetings. The, um, The proxy advisors and institutional investors actually did their best to show flexibility for issuers to be able to convert to virtual meetings They put out statements indicating that they would be flexible and not apply their usual policies that were um, sort of in opposition to holding wholly virtual meetings in this context. And as a result, what we saw in the first half of 2020 was that almost 75% of shareholder meetings for the S&P 1500 composite were held virtually. So I think the question really is, what are people going to do in 2021? And I think it's just really hard to answer that question at this stage because it is likely to be informed by facts on the ground and what's happening with the pandemic and whether there continue to be shelter-in-place orders or restrictions on large gatherings at that time. Very few companies have come out at this point to state whether they intend to hold virtual or hybrid meetings Hybrids were not common in the spring of 2020. It's hard to know whether they'll become more common going forward. It's also hard to know at this point 
how the proxy advisors and institutional investors will shape their policies in light of their learnings in the 2020 experience. Um, For example, a number of institutional shareholders expressed concerns around the format of the virtual meetings they attended. While they were happy with the ease at which they were able to attend meetings from their desktops, um, I think some were frustrated by the way in which issuers curated the Q&A portions of the meetings um, and have pushed subsequently for more free-flowing Q&A discussions to occur live during the meeting, or at least requested that issuers post all questions that they receive with responses on their website following the meeting. Some institutional investors also expressed concerns at the format in which um, shareholder proponents were permitted to present their proposals at the meetings, whether they were pre-recorded presentations or whether they were permitted to present live. And moreover, um, a few institutional investors also indicated a strong preference for having video formats for these meetings rather than just audio formats. Um, So I think all of those are questions that issuers will need to think through if we end up in a situation where people are having virtual meetings again in the same to the same extent in 2021. Um, I think issuers will also um, continue to need to work through some of the same technical issues that we saw in 2020, um, whether it's managing cybersecurity issues associated with the meetings or simple technical snafus. Um, We had a number of situations where the meetings were interrupted by audio failures, for example, um, and that raised difficult questions for the issuer about whether the meeting um, could continue as originally scheduled, just for example. So I think there's uh, still much work to be done on this. And as we sit here at the end of September, I think it's too soon to tell what this is going to look like exactly in 2020, but we've, uh, 2021, but we've certainly learned a lot from the 2020 experience. Thank you for listening to SNC Critical Insights. For more information about the firm's 2020 proxy season review, please visit us on the web at www.solcrom.com. Thank you.